podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of the Coppin Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Coffee and Fracas, powered by Touchline Media Group. I am your host, Chris, and today I am joined by Ellis and Glam uh, virtually on the stream. You are to talk about all things LFC. Gentlemen, how are you doing on this lovely Tuesday evening? Yeah, man. Good, good in lifestyle wise, but not good as a Liverpool fan. Tell you that much. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll get stuck into the bones of that in a, in a short while, but I completely agree, Glam. Uh, else, how you living, bro? Yeah. How you living? Well, I'm alright, man. You know I me. Mean? I get how I live. Liverpool stressing me out, but whatever, man. Is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> no, I I completely agree. Um, again, if you are joining us here live on YouTube. We thank you very much for joining us. Um, of course, there'll be more people kind of coming in later on, but this is going to be one of the main ports to call for where we do a lot of our content um, going forward. So if, if you're not subscribed to the Touchline Fracas YouTube channel, please do. Please hit the subscribe button. And of course, hit the little alert button to be informed of not only when our sales go live, but all the rest of the talented guys and girls from across the Touchline network as well for when they go live too. And if you're just a fan of what we do here at Cop End and you want a little bit more in-depth a bit more personal content, we do have our own Patreon page. So do head over to www.patreon.com forward slash copy and fracas. I will be saying that in my sleep at some point. I say it that much. Um, and from as little as £5 a month, you'll get access to all that amazing content that I discussed. Um, our immediate post-match reaction shows, our preview shows for games, um, our, the award-winning any other business show, what award it's won, don't ask me. But apparently it's award-winning, uh, where we discuss literally nothing we, we we discuss everything but football, and it's probably one of the uh, it's been one of my more cathartic shows in the past few weeks as Liverpool have struggled in 2021. But on top of that, we've got a lot of great stuff on the Patreon uh, channel scheduled for uh, this summer. Uh, you know, transfer windows coming up to Euros, um, just kind of player evaluations. We'll have all that covered for you on the Copper and Fredericks Patreon page. So again, please do head over to www.patreon.com/slash 
Cop and Fracas and subscribe today. So, gentlemen, there's a game of football um, early on in the weekend, half hour kickoff. Um, Liverpool versus Newcastle. Don't know about you. There's been a lot of things in the past 12 months that have, you know, almost broken me, almost kind of bent my spirit, made me not believe in things, you know, the government, just general, general life matters, um, not being able to go outside. These little things, they all, they all compact, but it actually took a Joe Willock goal to absolutely, absolutely send me over the edge and just lose all belief in Liverpool. And I think, we were all Roberto Firmino at the end of that game as he saw the good ball hit the back of the net and he just collapsed to the floor thinking, fuck's sake, this is happening yet again. Why is this happening? Um, so, yeah. Um, else, just kind of going off the back of what I said there, how are you feeling, first and foremost? I, I just want to know how you're feeling about just football in general and the after effects of that game for you. You know, since January, I lost interest in football. The only game I can muster any any strength to watch is actually Liverpool games. Um, I'm a big hater. If you don't know me, I'm a massive hater, so I don't really give praise to anybody. I don't like anyone getting bigged up in front of me. It has to only be Liverpool. So when Liverpool are not allowing me to big them up, it kind of hurts me, kind of breaks me. Um, I was going strong. I was going strong. I thought we could get top four, but when Joe Willock... Scored that in the 95th minute after getting a reprieve in the yep. 95th minute. <laughs> I was done. I was done. Couldn't be bothered no more. Uh, it's kind of painful. And, you know, it was even worse, like, just seeing Liverpool miss chance after chance, guilt edge chance after chance. It was ridiculous. Uh, that game on Saturday was ridiculous. It reminded me of Liverpool's clock's first, first what, 18 months? If I want to say that, um, love fight for about 75 minutes, then all of a sudden it is kaput and they just, um, yeah, just live a dangerous life. So it was, it was a bit, it was a bit annoying, man. Not a bit, it was very, 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 very annoying because against Leeds, against Newcastle, we were seemingly in a dominant seat, I would say. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Against Leeds, five minutes away from three points. Against Newcastle, game virtually done. Um, I'm not too sure where the mentality's gone. I'm not too sure where the where the bollocks has gone. Pause. I'm not too sure where anything's gone. But Liverpool just <laughs> Liverpool just look a, a figment of our imagination. It feels like the last two years are just some next things we're just fantasizing. The only ones like is just one of them ones. So it was a bit. Yeah, man, that's how I am. I'm in a, I'm a bit of a malaise. I can't believe what's happening, man. Yeah, um, kind of echo your sentiments there. Really, it's one of those ones where it's, it's a bit Groundhog Dayish, really. Uh, especially, you know, from from the literal reverse fixture that we played um, on Monday at Leeds, where the exact same things happened, and you know, from about 65, 70 minutes, the team just looked absolutely knackered. The subs aren't helping, first and foremost. Um, and it's just, it's not a great place to be in at the moment, and it's just not, it's not fun to watch. Um, which is one of the things that football is supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun for everyone involved, but you know, watching it and just, just, just having a laugh, really. Um, Glam, I'll put the same question to you, really. Um, kind of as soon as that Joe Willock shot hits the back of the net, 
you've been given a bit of a reprieve, you know. Uh, VAR rules a goal out, rightfully so, in my opinion, for um, for handball in, in the build to the goal. Mm. Um, you, you get that, you get that little bit of a sigh of relief, a sigh of relief you've not had for a while in terms of you know decisions going your way, luck going your way for Liverpool first and foremost. It just seems yeah. like the most. It seems like the most they're the most tired team I've ever seen in my entire life, and they're the most unlucky team in my entire life. And that's one of the things that we kind of forget when we think about football. You could be, you can gen, you can genuinely be um, the best team in the world. You can be the best at what you do, but sometimes you just need a little bit of luck to go your way. You need a bit of a rub of the green uh, in order to kind of like see things out. And ultimately, they've not had it all season. So I'll put the same question to you, guys. How did you feel? after that goal went in, in the very depths of the game, really? Um, well, I, 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 to be honest, I weren't watching the game. Um, Fair. I thought, I, I thought I'd um, go seaside. And, um, you know what I mean? Did you, have a, did, you have, did you have a good time? That's what I want yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. I had a great time. Well, I got a great time until it popped up that fucking Willett scored. Other than that, <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? It was cool, but... In, in terms of, I'm not surprised though. I'm, I'm not surprised, and this is this has been all season. We've been we've been dominating games, um, had enough chances. We haven't been clinical, and that's the bottom line. I know we, you need luck, and um, we rolled our luck with the. Um, I thought the disallowed goal by Wilson was, was was shocking, VAR shocking. Anyway, I don't want to get onto VAR if I'm honest with you, but um, it should have it should have stood. But um, to then, I mean, restart again, and then we still concede. It's embarrassing, man. It's just embarrassing. We talk. We, we haven't beaten Steve Bruce this season. Like, not all disrespect. Steve Bruce is a, not a good manager. Let's be honest. He, he, he ain't got no pedigree. Do you know what I mean? Not no tactical nouts about him. Nothing. Absolute nothing. And, and, and we're taking a point at Anfield and away. It's embarrassing, man. It's just it's just rubbish. And I have to say. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I've been on Mo. I've been on Mo's head. And I'll tell you why I'm on Mo, because he's work ethic. But I got, I, I can't sit here and slater him when his goal tally is twenty plus. Do you know what I'm saying to you? He, he, he can sit there and smile and say, "Well, talk to the others," and that's what it is. You got Mane's on what eight? Firmino's on what? I don't know, six or seven. I don't, I don't think Mane's on that. I think he might be on six. Oh yeah, I was, trying, I, was, I was trying to give him a bit of glory there, Chris. Forgive me there, but um, <laughs> you know what I mean. But, <laughs> but, but the, the type of nice sentiment is out the window, Glam. Fuck them. They you need to I mean? be told the half. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just shocking, man. It's just, it's just not good enough, man. And I know you can have bad form, but we're, we're at 30, what thirty-three game stage now, and it's a continuous. It's just not good enough, man. These guys are on nearly what two hundred fifty k, hundred eight k a week, bro. And 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 producing that numbers, it's embarrassing. I'd rather, and I told you guys, I'd rather just play fucking Origi. At least I will know if he ain't doing well. Cool, we know why he ain't doing well. But we're playing these starters, we're playing these established players that have won us the league, and it's it's just it's, it's embarrassing. It's just absolute embarrassing. There's no hunger. There's no fight. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's nothing. There's nothing about to say. Okay, you know what? We didn't do that well, but we tried. It's a common theme. It's a common theme, and. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm glad I went seaside anyway. Put it that way. I'm glad you had a good time at the seaside first and foremost. I think it's good. It's just good to kind of have that break away from football. Mm. It's just good for your mental health, man. Um, it's good. Get an ice cream. 
No, I didn't actually, but boy, <laughs> I tell you, but I tell you, I tell you what I did do when I, when when Willett scored, yeah, I was in the queue queuing up for the tickets, and there's loads of families there, and I swore accidentally, like I swore, like, I'm like fuck's sake, and it's loud as well, like do you know what I mean? That was that was the reaction though, it was embarrassing. <laughs> it's reaction, but oh man, it's no, um, this is the thing about football. It's you know, I I I always used to hate it when someone goes, it's just a game. It's not. It's not. It's not just. It's not just a game. Okay. This is not just a game. This is. This is people's lives. This is. This. There's actual things at stake here. There's big things in play. It's not just a game. So, nah. It's. It's completely understandable to get. To get a little bit wound. To get wound up, especially when it's a goal in the last kind of minute of the game. Els, I'll come to you on the next point. And for me, with that performance, first half, I thought they were. I thought they were brilliant. Bar the fact that yeah, they should have been legitimately what. Four one up, probably. Um, Newcastle did ha- did have a lot of decent. Cha- they had a lot of good chances in that first half to kind of get ahead. Um, so them scoring, albeit in the situation that they did score in, wasn't surprising. It's more the fact that Liverpool kind of didn't have four goals by by half time. Really, for me, and I want to see if you agree in the same situation. It would have been almost better if we played like utter shit, didn't create any chances whatsoever. As opposed to playing really well, creating a lot of chances, then just just absolutely um shit. Just um just uh you know <laughs> got a lot of stuff in there. Um, if we would have played really well and just just not not scored really. Um, you, you look at you know some of the situations where when Mane gets into and a million different things just go through his head. And you just sitting there thinking, what is going on? So, how, how how is it for you? Would you have felt a lot better if we would have played like complete and utter garbage, like we were Sheffield United and still drew, or would you, or, or would you have felt the same way, knowing that we created a lot of chances and still still put things away? Um, if I would have rather just played rubbish and just grab that point, you know, and plucky points where you think, ah, back it all, mate. We was lucky there and create so many clear-cut chances and then draw the game in that manner. Um, you're right, Liverpool had more than enough chances to win that game by two clear goals. Um, Salah, Salah had a one-on-one, should score. Uh, Mane had a one-on-one, not too sure what was going through his head. Um, Jota had a couple of I think Jota, Jota had one chance where Willock had the same chances and scored. Yeah. Um, so we, we had so many opportunities man. I just rather yeah I would rather Liverpool just play shocking and we know like oh that was shit man like, we were lucky to get a point and we got a point then to let them equalise after playing so well for what 75 minutes then just handing them a point because let's be honest they're not that good if, if we're going to be um... no they weren't doing shit yeah, <laughs> they, they weren't. They weren't very good at all. They, they um, all. so they are. They are where they are because of who they are. You know what I'm saying? And if you like were to fire you, how many points you've dropped against like the lower, lower teams? And the Newcastle and Leeds game was even worse because we was in a driving seat, like I said earlier. So yeah, had Liverpool turned up and had it been a rubbish performance, and we conceded and we've equalised. Like, I would have been happy yeah, if we played rubbish and we like, equalised in 95 minutes. You know what I'm saying? I would have celebrated yeah. like that. 
but not playing well for 75 then allowing Newcastle to um to come into the game. First it's fair, like kudos to uh Steve Bruce because he brought on Wilson and he really Wilson really tested our line and he was playing on the edge on the cusp of the line. So um they saw something there and I thought Liverpool actually coped. It was just towards the end where we just didn't keep hold of the ball well and um everybody's off form maybe apart from Mo because Mo's scoring but obviously in games he's not like the most cleanest player and that's including Klopp Klopp and his coaching staffs and some of the decisions they make um, I'm not too sure what's, and we'll probably get onto the squad later on but just for now I'm not too sure what's wrong with Ben Davis he can't be that bad to not play a game if Nathaniel Phillips is starting well if he was starting week in week out I'm not too sure why he's not. Maybe it's because of the aerial stuff. I'm not too sure. Oli Klopp knows, but um, yeah. He's no, brother, you got, are you calling for Ben Davis for real, bro? Yeah, if, yeah, but if Fabinho can go into midfield, I'm calling for him, bro. No, I get you. It's a centre back, but I, 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 I don't know why we signed Ben Davis in the first place. If I'm honest, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> why, why are we signing him if he's not going to play? Like, fam, how much yeah. value are you going to get from Ben Davis in the summer, like? Yeah, it's true. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. not a young prodigy when you think, oh yeah, let's just get him from the championship, bare teams on him, you're cheap him, but you're supposed to go to Celtic. But again, for being on the midfield, we lose another game. So yeah, there's a lot of things wrong since January. Um, I thought we fixed, fixed it to a certain extent, but mm-hmm. we haven't. Um, like I said again, on top of my point, the mentality is gone. We just look so easy to play against. Once they equalise, we look so deflated. Yeah, it's a shambles, man. I want to touch on a bit of the mentality a little bit later on because um, I think it's a, it's a really good point and it kind of caveats some stuff that Klopp said after the game, which is really interesting. And it kind of feeds that point about what we're going to talk about in terms of um, stuff for the summer as well. But, but Glamour, I'll, I'll, I'll come to you. Kind of off the back of what Ellis has said there too, the Liverpool, this Liverpool team, they're non-existent from corners. When you look <laughs> at it, um, they haven't scored a corner since yeah. Spurs at home, and that was the be- near what the beginning of December last year. Yeah. So that's a long period that, that of time. Massive. It was a, it was for me now. So that's how long ago it was mm. that we've actually you know had a goal scoring opportunity for a corner. Um, so it's empty possessions at this point. What what you do, and the one and that is like one of the big strengths of what Liverpool do do. Granted, we are lacking a main threat from from you know corner set pieces in in Virgil Van Dijk, but mm-hmm. you should be challenging more on on corners. Again, sometimes it's just lucky deflection that hits someone in the box. But the way they're setting out from corners is really weird, and they're just not utilizing these goal scoring opportunities. Yeah, in terms of. The setup for this particular game. Do you think there's anything the club could have done differently? Because I think for me, I think he plays it quite perfectly. You know, um, he's kind of strong at what he can do in terms of centre back. Like Ellis said, it's clear that Ben, ben Davis has just been brought into like be a fucking training dummy at this point to be sold mm. on for like two million pounds profit. Mm. Um, so and you know, Fabinho played very well beginning of the season um, in that centre back role when needed has regressed in the past two games. I thought at the weekend, his positioning was absolutely diabolical. There were so many situations where Kabak was having to bail him out, which was beyond strange. Um, 
I thought, you know, he, he, he operates this game in a 4-2-4, realistically. So he's got yeah, two midfielders kind of covering a lot of ground. Um, and that's the thing that makes it even worse. You know, we, 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 I've literally just said, we, you know, we've we reduced our scoring probability with not having corners. And the fact that we've, we should be increasing it with four attackers on the pitch. Yeah. Do you think there's anything that he actually could have done differently in terms of setting up this game? Or Well, um... In, in, in this particular game, no, because obviously I'm, I, I, I question Cop a lot with his with his tactical decisions and his his know how to obviously see a see a problem and plug it or change a game. But we we had enough possession, we had enough chances to win that game. So on another day, it could have been four one, could have been you know I mean, it could have been three nil. So you can't really say or say okay, could he have done anything different? Because ultimately, we didn't produce on the pitch, but. Our reaction to 1-0, where we know a theme's going 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, all you need is a bit of luck and they're back in the game. This this, this is an issue. And I don't think... I know he, he, he withdrew Thiago. Not sure why. Um, Thiago's playing pretty well. Um, I just don't think we, 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 we have the options on the bench where we can say, OK, go on and try impress us and, and, and do something on the game. A lot of the players I think he don't trust anymore. I just have to say, don't trust because he Agreed. doesn't play them. You know, you don't. They don't come on. Ox comes on probably every four games, and in probably a ten, fifteen minutes here. Um, Milner's his most trusted. Genie's trusted. And I look on the bench, and I think to myself, what's the point, man? Do you know what I mean? But in terms of the corners, our main guy was Van Dyke, and it um, Matip got his share, um, but Van Dyke was the presence from aerial and the corners. But in terms of our crossing, we've been whipping crosses left, right and centre all season. Trent's been whipping them in and it's come to no vein. And I don't think, obviously, it should be a fact of he shouldn't do it anymore because, do you know what I mean? If, you, if you've got a quality delivery with Trent, then obviously you can get him in the box. But the problem is, who's attacking it? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody's attacking it. Jota's got his fair share. Uh, don't get me wrong. But in all the league, I don't think we're one of the least threatening teams from set pieces man we, we really are like it's just it's quite annoying I don't know what it works on the training what the coaches are doing but why why are you swinging so many balls into the box and then no one wants to get on the end of them it, it, doesn't, make, it doesn't make any sense to me at all it, it looked like when we were getting kind of corners and we had a fair this, this is why I'm bring, this is why I'm bringing it up because we had our fair share of corners in that game yep. and every every time we got a corner it was like okay cool for, for Newcastle it was like brilliant they're not mm. going to score from this. This gives us a chance to kind of regain the ball and break for, for what we want to do. It just allows us to reset game possession and frustrate them even more. Um, you know, and again, I do have to caveat that with, you know, your main threat in Van Dyke is out. I mean, it's been out for a while, but it's still, you should be doing a lot more uh, from, from set pieces. And it does look like they are working on some stuff. There was a really good move involving... Um, else uh, you might, I might need to help me out here they had a really good kind of free kick move that they had in the second half where they've Not kind of played sh- no Sha- carry on then no it was no. it was Trent and Milner involved and it was a pretty good move um, where Milner had the shot from kind of like outside the box um, okay. oh, I didn't see the build up I didn't see the build up I, know, I didn't see the build up of it so it was a pretty good it was a pretty good routine I thought if they do there's only so many times you can bring out the party tricks like that though for corners, because uh, if you use it, 
you know, every single time. People are going to you know counteract and set up to, to, to do that. So it's one of those ones where you can only bring it out on, on special occasions, really, which is a sounds a bit sad to say. Um, did we score from it? No. no. Oh, fuck it then, bro. I won't get it, man. Oh, well, they were close. It was a shot on target, which is, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess, is, is something. My thing is, is that um, I remember Neil Atkinson saying this like three years ago, like, probably three and a half years ago. You have to be ruthless in both boxes, mm-hmm. and that's what Liverpool Liverpool aren't at the minute. Um, without Van Dijk, we're not ruthless at the back. Like, we're not clearing stuff out, and then up front with Mane and. Money and Firmino, more more money dropping off form. Um, we're not being ruthless on that side, so we just look like a blunt, a blunt machine currently. Um, the the goal Willick scores, you want someone just coming coming in and just clearing everything out, just clearing it all out. Well, you want you want you want someone, and I thought Robertson probably should have done this because there's a, there's a point where he intercepts the ball kind of towards the end of the game and tries to play it out. In that situation, you know. Just, just twat it, just hit yeah. it, just lump it into their box and make them chase it because they've got, they've already got a lot of bodies piled in, so they have to reset the situation. So that, that, like that, that in-game intelligence where they're kind of getting a bit panicked. I have no idea why, because um, it's, it's, it's so, there are still some experienced heads in there. They're just melting down, and it's just, it's, it's just so frustrating to see. Um, and like you said, Els, that, that, that ruthlessness in both boxes is, is very apparent. We give away so many soft. Soft goals, so many soft goals. Um, too many. It's it's really annoying where you just think it's too many. You, you, you just exactly where you just expecting it to come, and it's just it's it's too easy. It's too annoying, and unfortunately, I think it's going to continue happening for the rest of the season. Um, yeah. And it, yeah. they just need to reset and kind of get the my rights for next year, really. But the ruthlessness in both boxes thing. I'll come to you again, Els. Sadio Mane, if there's someone who needs to start taking regular baths like Reverend, you know, tweeting prayers from from his bath and whatnot, it's him because I've I've never seen a footballer who looks more more tired, both physically and mentally, at this current moment of time than Sadio Mane. And the thing that makes it worse for him is he doesn't know when to slow it down. He's still going at 100 miles. He's still going at 110 miles an hour. He can't bring it down. He can't stop. And I think it might be an opportunity. I think I say an opportunity. It might have to be a situation where you say, "Look, it stinks for what this is. There's five games left the season. Just come off the bench for the rest of them because you 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 are goosed. You are absolutely goosed. What are your current feelings in regards?" to Sadio Mane, do you think this is just a rough rough patch of form or do you think this is a root of something a bit more sinister in terms of a real regression drop-off? Um, after the game, I, was, I think I was a bit heated and I said we should sell him, but that's a, that's a lie, I'm lying. We should, oh, well, well, mate, mate, we, we all are. In, in that moment, yeah. the, the, that, it's the worst, sometimes it's the worst time after the game. To, to kind because yeah, we we we, we, we were there like we were there like sell them all yeah sell them all. exactly literally yeah. <laughs> sell them all, sell them. but I think yeah with with Mane since since he's been at the club like you said because he's played at 120 miles per hour since he stepped foot at Liverpool and um, the drop off was always gonna be was always gonna come but obviously we didn't expect it to be this bad 
because he hasn't had a rest. He hasn't had a rest since what two seasons. Um, last season, he's well, he's got like two weeks off. Back into mm. it again. Um, yeah, so he he hasn't had time to to just you know sit back and just relax from football. It's it's too much, and maybe his body can't take it anymore. And this was this is why we signed someone like Jota. Um, to come in and take some minutes away from from Mane and start some games for for Mane, but obviously with Liverpool going through what they're going through, it hasn't been one of those seasons where Mane can um, have have a rest. Um, yeah. So I say that to say, yeah, we 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 need to get another forward in next season that will take a lot of minutes out of the legs of Mane. Because Mane is still on his day one of the best wingers in the league, one of the most dangerous wingers in the league, and and you need him on on his A game. And I think a player like him, he's going to be what thirty next season. One the minutes you can't have that more many minutes. But a player like him, he's a very intelligent footballer. He can adapt his game. I think him and Salah they're not really credited for their intelligence, but they are players who have a very high IQ on that football pitch and they will adapt their game. So the more quality that we have next season of the better and the better fresh quality we have. So, yeah, I, th- I think we're at a point where money needs to rest and Liverpool needs to look after him in these like, last few years. Glam, I'll pose the same question to you and we'll kind of segment, we'll kind of make a little bit of a sideway into our next next kind of topic of discussion, really, because I think for the Newcastle game, we've discussed all we can. Um in all honesty, it was just, it was just what, you can't even class it as one of those days. It was just a calamitous turn of events from pretty much all of the front four. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but for you, in terms of Sadio Mane, like, like, like I asked Els, do you think this is just a, a case of he needs kind of a summer to kind of get his mind right, get, get, get the relevant rest into his body, kind of take time, you know, bit of self-care, you know what I mean? Um, and come back ready for next season. Or do you think this is kind of the the, the point where we're seeing him, we've seen him at his peak at Liverpool FC, there's no doubt about that. And do you yeah, think no, he, this is going to be the start yeah. of a bit more of a drop-off? Um, no, I won't. No, I, I, I don't doubt Marnie uh, for one minute. Um, I, I, I mean, he's one of my favourite players, um, just in terms of his directness. And when he's on it, there's not much people that are stopping him. But um, I do feel like he needs taking time out I mean when when he was dropped or so called dropped or arrested before the Real Madrid game um, I thought he should have stayed on the bench because sometimes taking taking time out of the team does help players I think and you, you get that relaxation and that stress free and I just think when he's on the pitch you know I mean you're trying too hard and then I'm glad he came out was it last week and he was saying about his form and that, um, you know maybe he's trying too hard um, but he's, he wants to play every game and, you know, I mean, he's ready to go. But, you know, it's just not working. He's got some great chances. It's just not working. But I don't doubt for a second he's, um, what should I say, in another word, declining. Um, I just think, obviously, a lot of, we've, we've just been poor this season. Nowhere near our um, our heights. But I do fix the fans. I do fix the fans. I think when, when the fans do come back in the stadiums and... Um, I think they'll be much more motivated. I just think it's been a horrible start to the season. Well, yo, Ellis, what are you drinking there, bro? You, you got a day after this or something, mate? No. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> <what> you're saying, man. <laughs> 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 
Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With the Credit Karma Money Spend Account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, so um, yeah. So once the fans get back in the stadium, um, you know, I, I think then, you know, we, we, we then kind of judge this team to say, you know what? What are you made of? Because as much as some of me think it's so small, I said at the start of the season, like these these guys are playing with just coaches and managers on the sidelines, and there's not much motivation to play. Do you know what I mean? And I just think um, the Villa 7-2 would not happen. I don't care what anyone tells me. That would not happen with fans in the stadium. No two ways about it. And it's just gone on from there. Like, you know, we've been poor. Since we returned from the first lockdown, if you notice, we've been poor. Our record has been poor. We've been struggling. I know we won the league, but we won the league due to our current form the start of that season into December. But after that lock, the third lockdown, we have been not ourselves at all. So I'm looking forward for the fans to come in back, and I think everyone will be fine. I think everyone that's playing poorly now, Trent also included, you know what I mean? Everyone will be fine, man. But it's hard to take. It's hard to sit and hard to watch. I just want it over with. Yeah, I think there's definitely some... There's definitely some rationale in terms of the fans not being there because, he, especially with Klopp, he kind of imprints that into pretty much all the players that, you know, this is kind of, this is what you're fighting for. It ingrains a lot of these players, you know, with a hard work ethic. It endears ourselves to us as fans. You know, we like seeing our guys scrap for the ball, win the ball back, especially with the way that we play. Um, and they do feed off that emotion. So it's got to be, it's definitely got to be weird for them. And I think there might be some, there's, some, there's definitely, I think there might definitely be some kind of like, psychological side effects that we're definitely not seeing um, from there not being fans there. I mean, I, I take a guy like kind of Georgie Nolan Alden first and foremost. Um, you know, he's more than likely leaving on on a free this summer, and he's not really. Is that had... What's going on with him? Is, is that confirmed now? I'm seeing sources confirm, then it's not, and then I think he's going. So is, is he definitely going? It looks it looks likely. I mean, look, if they were going to if they were going to agree something by now, it, it would have been, been done. done. Mm. Yeah, um, but he's you know again he's more than likely leaving on a freak this summer. Um, he's had one one game, the Wolves game, where he scores that fantastic goal, um, and he kind of gets that little the roar of what what two thousand three thousand people, um, you know, which is less than ten percent of the capacity of Anfield uh, to kind of celebrate him in that. But it's got to be really shit for you, knowing this is your kind of your last dance, your last like your last song, your last performance in this ground where you've been for the past five years of your life. That's a, that's a long period of time yeah. where you've been, you've been playing for these fans. You've been giving your all for these fans and you're not feeding off that energy of the crowd. You're not going to get that big goodbye when yeah. you leave. 
you're not going to get that, you know, that round of applause, that that lap around the pitch that everyone's going to give you if, you if if he does if he does leave, and that's that's got to be shit. And especially when you know when you when you're a guy like that, and you are probably seeing a lot of people saying, you know, he, he probably should be leaving on social media, yeah. um, and that, cause that's the only way that people can vent their aggression. It's got to be shit for a lot of these players. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of come back and readjust to it. Um, but that's 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 conversation for a patron part. Not going to give you all that information for free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but else, uh, uh, we we've just, I, I, we've discussed this so much in terms of what the strategy should be for the summer. And Glam had a really good point earlier on with the use the utilization of options from the bench or hereby lack of utilisation. So it's very much apparent that he doesn't trust a guy like Nabi Kaiser to come on. Um, I thought it was strange that he brought on Curtis Jones on the, on the way that he did because he did commit a few errors that, I mean, I think he did commit, he, he lost the ball that led to the, you know, the first goal that was disallowed, which was really odd. Um, the, the heavy reliance on James Milner, whilst I, I understand it, that's alarming. I mean, Milner's, you know, the same age as you know, I say he's the same age as my dad. He's you know he's thirty thirty six. You know he's, he's he's up there in years. He's not getting any younger. God bless him. You know he's he's fantastic. I love him, but you need you need someone else to rely on there. Do you think it's a case of this summer if these guys aren't going to be figuring if they if these guys can't get games now or the opportunities now to change games, especially in moments where we need them? Do they even have? future at this club and should that be the main priority in terms of restructuring the team as opposed to bringing in bonafide first team stars yeah it's kind of disappointing when you've got players like Naby Keita or Clay Chamberlain Divock Origi Shaqiri and the managers just doesn't, just doesn't feel like you can change the game um, I feel that in the summer we need to bring in players that will uh, push the first team. So, if it is bring a for, bring another forward in, that will push, let's say, Bobby to the bench. Then Bobby becomes uh, a um, plan B. Do you know what I'm saying? It, that's what we should be looking at in the summer. We should just be looking at good players who can come in and reinvent the squad. Be it they might be on the bench for a little while, but when they do come in, they make a difference. Like a Jota, um, players that are going to change the environment of the club because it's got to a point where you're looking at your subs bench and you've got uh, free substitutions and you're not using any when the team needs it. Um, on Saturday, he's taken off, yeah, taken off Thiago and he's brought on on Curtis Jones, which was a bit funny in it because I would have brought on Curtis Jones. But I would have brought him for one of the forwards. I would have brought him on mm-hmm. for Bobby because I believe that, that Bobby was goosed. Or I would have brought him off. I just well, it's it's a weird one because yeah, it's 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 definitely it's it's a really weird one because I would have brought Curtis Jones on for Jota mm. as opposed to when he brought Milner on for Jota because I would yeah. have done Milner later on in the game when he was. But that's that that this is the thing though. Um, to kind of switch back onto onto the Newcastle game, he made the decision. He, you know. They made all those chances in the first half and they didn't really create a lot in the second half. So he just made the gamble and said, cool, we kind of hold on to what we have with 20 minutes to go, which I guess is the right... It, it, it is the right decision, in all honesty. Yeah. But, but yeah, sorry, sorry go, go on. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, 
bringing on Milner when he did made sense because we didn't have any control in that game. So you can see in that first half, like, I was grimacing. I thought, mm, there's not a lot of control here. So bringing on Milner was a good substitution, but for Jota, it was a bit, mm, do you know what I'm saying? He would have kept on Jota just because he has he has that attacking, he has that um, goal-scoring touch at the minute. Yeah, so yeah, going back to the squad utilisation, I just feel like some of those players, he doesn't trust them anymore. He doesn't feel that he can get what he wants from them, um, which is fair. But at the, at the same time, we are struggling. Um, players are running around with no petrol in their, in, their, in their engine and they are absolutely dying out there. So, yeah, somehow we need to look for players who will break into that first team and make an impact off the bench even if those players come into the first team and make the established players sit on the bench, which is what we want, isn't it? We want yeah. talent all mm-hmm. around. We can't just stick to, like, like I know Farouk made a great point in the pod, in a, in a group chat, and he was saying that there shouldn't be any, like, sentiment to her anymore because we're here to win. And there's no right. love lost in winning. You know what I'm saying? We all want to win because at the end of the day, if you come to Liverpool, you sit on the bench for... One third of the season, but the other two thirds you play and you make your part. You're gonna win. A, you're gonna win a um, uh, what's it called? A medal. You're gonna get a medal. Do you know what I'm saying? So you can't come here and just be happy to just be on the bench. And that's what's happening at, at, at the minute because we're seeing players like Mane, Firmino, um, players like Genie, players like Robertson, uh, Trent to a lesser, lesser extent. Like these guys have played so many games. And obviously, we're, we're giving them a hard time thinking, like, oh, do better, do better. But their body can't do it. They just can't do it. Like, they're human, fam. Like, fam, you, you and I go to the gym. Sometimes you just, you can't gym because you're tired. You just can't be bothered yeah. to lift what you usually lift. You can't be bothered to run where you usually run. Mm. And that's just a human. So imagine professional athletes uh, are going through mm. that for the last, like, 18 months. So, yeah, in the summer, we need to look at younger players with... Uh, Top quality talent don't don't have to be elite because we've got an elite coach. You know, even a coach needs a rest. He's doing some mad things where you think, Kiernel, like, what's going on there? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he, he, he needs a rest himself. So um, you know, firstly, everyone needs a rest, and secondly, we need to bring in top quality young talent from across wherever, wherever you can grab them from to make a difference in this squad, and that's what we need, man. Com- completely agree. You said something. Klopp said something really interesting in the. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find the quote. I shouldn't have beforehand. He said something that the players and the, and the team, more importantly, they were weak. He said something yeah. in that in that in that mold, and compared to the team that we saw kind of 12 months ago, it's it's completely true. They look they just look deflated. They look beaten down and. I guess that's only human to expect, really, from a team that you know has had numerous setbacks across the course of the season. But you can't really kind of get down in the dumps and feel sorry for yourself, which you know adds the new element of bringing fresh new faces and characters in, who can bring a little bit of excitement around the place and again keep you on your toes um, and bring that newfound energy uh, around the gaff. I mean, Glam, I'll come to you. One of the big issues, one of the big issues for me for the course of this season and for some of last season has been a lack of progressive dynamism and <laughs> chance creation. I'm not going to say goals and assists because yeah. it's a bit of a, the assist thing I think is a flawed narrative. So let's just say chance creation, um, that pragmatism from midfield. Uh, it's something that me and Ellis, I don't know why I said that. What me and Ellis kind of um, 
talk about a lot in terms of getting someone in midfield who could work a little bit, work a little bit of magic. Mm-hmm. Do you think for, for, for you, is that a key target area that you want to see improved? This and I'm, I, and I'm not talking about a, a Bruno Fernandez type figure coming in. Um, yeah, and it's t- going mad. We get Bruno, <laughs> he go nuts. <laughs> uh, um, I, I'm I'm just thinking a guy who can who can cre- who can just create. Um, I mean, Ilkay Gundogan alone in that little period he had. Mm. Did more than our midfielders in terms of goals and assists. Again, yeah. Goal statistic. Have done in about a year. So, do you think that's an area that they need to look at improving this summer? Yeah, no, they, of, of course. We we needed that from even when we had Delano. We needed that area. I think obviously Coutinho going, um, you know, it produced that magic. You know, I mean, the shift to the right and bang. You know, a magic obviously assist. We was missing that, and don't get me wrong, we, we, we pushed on after. We ended up obviously winning Champions League and winning Premier League, so you could say obviously no, it wasn't needed. But if you look at some of the games that we, we have, sometimes you don't need determination and grit and hard work. Sometimes you just need some quality, man. And we, we, we lack that even in the midfield. You know, we got we brought in Thiago. You know, he's, he's a deep line playmaker sort of... Um, guy but we need someone more higher up the field that can obviously affect the game in the middle and you know most teams do have it you know what I mean in what way or the other you know what I mean obviously you've got Foden now for City do you know what I mean Grealish pops here and there um, you've got Madison for, you know what I mean that, these, we do, I don't think we have that type of midfielder we have quality ones even Fabinho you know we've got quality midfielders but we don't have the one that you know that would just produce some magic when you need it and it's definitely an area. We've got three of That's a definite area that we need. I think that and a striker is the main, a striker, not a forward player, a striker are the main two positions that we need. Absolutely. We've got centre-halves, got goalkeepers, got full-backs, you know, uh, attacking mid, number 10, flair player and a striker is the main two parts areas that we really need. So with the striker question, I always think this is this is really interesting. And mm. again, yeah, you know, for, 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 for our wonderful audience listening, uh, we 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 were doing a show, a repeat from last year, the new and improved Cup and Frackers transfer game, where our contributors kind of simulate Liverpool's transfer window for this summer. So do head over to the Patreon page and subscribe to to, to hear that in the near future today. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Cup and Frackers. Um, yeah, quick promo out the way there. Um, I find the striker question really interesting because for me, I think on the surface there's a lack of quality, no, pure number nines across Europe. In market, yeah. Yeah. Um, bar, you know, the top two, which I would say, you know, Haaland and Mbappe. And Mbappe's not even a, a in and out number nine. He can play left wing, he can play up front, so you know, he's, he's flexible in that regard. But in terms of the all and out striker that I I, I do agree that we, we, we could definitely benefit with, if not, we could benefit with two of them. Um, we could, and I'm not saying it needs to be this player, but someone who is kind of Chris Wood-like, where it's a big fella you can use to pin teams back when there's kind of 20, 25 minutes left of games, but has a bit of pace about him. Else, that guy from Stuttgart is the one I'm thinking about here, that big fella, that big lad. Um, he can do the damage there. But, in terms of like a number nine, have you got anyone 
in mind that you've watched? Because I know you're I know you're a continental football fan, Glam. Um, and <laughs> you are you are the one. If I was to, if I was to ask anyone to find me a very good striker from the Football Manager database, you would be my first port of contact. So, <laughs> is there is is there anybody that you think that you've watched from this season and you've got a yeah. really good kind of impression of that could kind of do the job for Liverpool? Um, there's, there's obviously I've talked about Dakar, um, but he's more of a forward um, player that I was thinking about. I, I, I think Dakar would be explosive, but Emane's place would be under threat. But you know who, who, who I've seen of late, obviously for the last since the start of this year, um, and they got they got speed, they can finish, and they're good in the air and they're young. Is um Real Salsa the striker Isaac? He's Swedish, play for Sweden, but. Um, I don't know if you guys seen him. And when you're just saying um, um, Woods, the big, he's massive. I think he's six, seven, he's like six, 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 yeah, six, yeah, six, yeah, six, something yeah, like that. Yeah, he, yeah. He is massive, but what I think watched him yesterday's goal. He missed like three chances. Don't get me wrong. He'll fit right in right now with us. <laughs> but um, he on the ground, he can move. He can yeah. move, and I was like, whoa! I didn't even know he could run. So someone like him, but obviously, probably his claws in Spanish is probably massive. But that's that's who I say I've had in, in mind. But you're right. There's, there's a lack of um, natural strikers out there now. I think obviously most teams now they play with forward players slash false number nines. Do you know what I mean? I know mm-hmm. obviously Lewandowski is probably one of them that you would love. But obviously you know he's even, even even Harry Kane. Harry Kane's kind of taking up a bit of a hybrid role at the moment, hasn't he? So he's yeah. dropping in yeah, he's, he's, dropping in as number ten and kind of letting Son take up a little bit of a false nine position, but. But yeah, no, it's tough. You're right, it's tough. Listen, I'm, I'm saying either. I'm looking, I'm thinking there's not many strikers around. So, yeah. and obviously realistic targets as well. So yeah, you're quite right. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah, um, I think the thing, the thing for me, Isaac fills a need where he's young. You know, I mean, he signed he signed for Dortmund, like what, age 16, yeah, so, 17? Yeah, yeah. He was really young and... I think he was kind of unfairly billed where he needs to have an immediate impact, which is you know, a little bit harsh against you know, a young, a child, basically, in football in terms. Um, so that would be a really interesting one to, to progress. The, the two names that really do keep popping up, um, obviously, the Pat and Daka thing, I just don't see happening because from a Red from a Red Bull business point of view, um, you send him to Leipzig, two years at Leipzig, uh-huh. he pretty much doubles his value. Okay. Um, so is, that the is that what they do? Pretty much. I mean, mm. the guy who played for Salzburg, the Hungarian, I, I, I will absolutely push the oh, pronunciation. Uh, is it Dam, Dam, Damian Samitskodaski? Sebastian something. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know he was, he was really, he's really good. And they got, yeah. and obviously he went from Salzburg to Leipzig. Um, oh, what, he's, he's planned, well, actually, no, he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, did. He's there, he's there, he's there, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and that, you know, that's just a lateral business move. So, I actually think that makes the most sense for, for, for Red Bull from Pat and Dakar. But the two guys that we keep getting linked to, uh, one kind of a bit tentatively, uh, just from a data point of view, and then the other one from a, a general strong link point of view. Um, Els, I come to you to you know, just kind of put you in the conversation with Glam here. Uh, Donnell Milan from PSV. Uh, Young guy looks like he could, you know, become one of the next big things. And uh, Dusan Vlahovic from Fiorentina, who for me, I did the old football reference check yesterday, compared him to Stefan Jovetic's uh, 
breakthrough season of Fiorentina. Um, and they're very comparable in terms of goals scored, average positions they take up, pressures, whatnot. So, and Stefan Jovetic was one of the guys I really liked, um, injuries aside. Um, yeah. So, w- 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 with those two, do you think you could bring a guy in, one of those kind of guys, and take it from there? Or do you think there's still an opportunity to bring in one of those guys and also do a bit of creative accounting, you know, with maybe a Jaden Sancho? on top of that as well, because I still do think that we need a little bit more. We, we speak about this a lot. That's succession planning. We need a guy to come in, you know, like a Jaden Sancho. Maybe you do it for 70 million pounds. You send you send Naby Keita um, along to, to Borussia Dortmund to kind of make up for the re- for, for the remaining value. It, it, the, the weird thing is he'd probably go there. It'd be a fucking 15 goal, 10 yep. assist midfielder. Yep. Um, yep. I've seen the high lines they play in Germany. Good lord! Um, yeah. <laughs> so, mate, I, I still do think there's a little bit of succession plan that we do need to do. I mean, you know what? What the you know, Man United for all the evil they've done in the world. The one thing they were very good at was succession planning. You look at when they brought in Berbatov. You look at when they brought in Tevez. They were very good at that succession planning thing. So, do you think there's still room to bring in one of those kind of younger? Out and out strikers, and then also bringing a younger, versatile attacker as well. Yeah, that's that's the route I'll go on, though, and um, I think that's the route which makes more sense. Um, obviously, I doubt if we're going to get Mbappe. Um, that was the dream. But since we're not going to do that, we might as well get a a player like a Sancho um, or Dembele for me. Sorry if I offended anyone, but yeah, one of those two. <laughs> Top wingers who um, have the ability, who are ready to go now, and a, a player like um, an old man who is on the cusp and is ready to blow, and is ready to, you know, um, take the take the world by storm. So that's personally what I would do. And if you sign those two those two type of players who are twenty one and twenty two respectively. You've got them for another four or five years with a manager like Klopp who's very good at getting the best out of these type of players. I think that's what you should do. And again, Liverpool have a lot of uh, players who are on loan, on the bench, who are not getting games, who would do well with getting a move away. The likes of Origi um, or Harry Wilson, the Shea Ojo. They'll need, they'll need some quality game time somewhere so you can dash them into the team. Mm-hmm. And sell them to get a bit of bread for yourself to to get these type of players. But going back to my point in regards to like the squad building, these are the type of players that you need: good quality young players who are ready to like be the next Messi, be the next Ronaldo. And I think Liverpool should be the point of call for these type of players. Um, so especially someone like Sancho, who's who's um, would I say being disrespected in over these hours. By myself included, because we're not we're not really taking in what he's doing and the numbers he's bringing at such a young age. You know what I'm saying, regardless of how like we talk about the highlights of Germany, but they need to be taken advantage of, and he's doing that. And I feel that if he was to come to this country, get given a a, a bigger platform, he will do a lot. He'll do a lot of damage, I and mean, he's someone that we need, man. Some, something new, a fresh fresh impetus. So yeah, that's what I'll do in the summer. What I will say with uh, Jed Sancho in terms of Liverpool is watch this space in terms of that. The manager yeah. likes him a lot. Yeah. Um, we need a little bit of succession planning. Um, 
and yeah, I think there's definitely a deal there to be done. Because then, then they're not going to get the amount of money that they thought they were going to get last year. No. Let's, yeah. just, let's just be completely honest with that. If it reaches a point, you know. And again, for Borussia Dortmund, you need to sell players to to the clubs to make your other guys look more appealing, if that makes sense. Um, not, you know, they have a good track record of selling guys, but some of them do flop. So you need to kind of keep that conveyor belt going. And again, same with the Leipzig system, really. But yeah, no, I think this has been a really good, productive conversation. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Um, Glam, been a pleasure seeing you as always. Um, yeah, my hope bro. You managed to get, hope you managed to get that long locks ice cream that you didn't get at the seaside. So I'm <laughs> manifesting that for you, my bro. I'm glad that they have it. I would have dashed it in someone's head, mate. <laughs> 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 oh, I missed this. Um, else, thank you very much for taking time out of your evening to join to join thank me as well. Thank you. And to everyone who's tuned into the YouTube, uh, the YouTube live, thank you very much for spending your Tuesday evening with us as well. I uh, hope you enjoyed everything you heard here today. And again, if you're listening on the audio, tell all your friends, tell everyone involved that the Touchline Media Group, the Touchline Media Network is the place to be for all of your football, Formula One and boxing content. So, I've been your host, Chris. I've been joined by Glam. Glam and Els. (laughs) Thank you for tuning up with us and we will see you next week. Network.